for me, I used to make emotional decisions, mm-hmm. right? And so my heart is always leading me. And that's a good thing in right. many ways. For business, right. it's bad. It can be very bad, right? Yeah. So I would want to keep someone because my heart right. cared for that person and their family or this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to let go of somebody because my heart is saying, <laughs> gosh, you're terrible for me, <laughs> right? But now I am finding that I'm able to grow my different missions mm-hmm. if I can put away the emotions and I can just look at the numbers right. and say, hey, this is the right decision to make. Yes, it's time for us to add someone. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to grow in this area. Right. It's time. Yes, okay, it is now time for us to get that piece of equipment. Yeah. Okay, we can. The, the, the numbers don't lie. So right. that's amazing right. that you that you were able to do that. So this is Secrets for Success. Welcome to the Seekers for Success podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. Thank you, as always, for joining me. I have a special guest here today. Actually, a local. Uh, this person is an occupational therapist. She is a practice owner. She is a, uh, a, a homeschool mom or former homeschool mom. And she is a lover of the beach. And I just found out she is a lover of roller coasters. So she has become my best friend. <laughs> Introducing my best friend, Kim Hazelton, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Greg. So why don't you tell the people a little bit about uh, who you are, your journey into OT, and then kind of what led to us meeting each other in 2020? Okay, great. Um, My journey in uh, getting into OT is actually a 10-year journey. Mm. I graduated high school and immediately went to community college and got an associate's degree in accounting, thinking I was going to go get my CPA. Um, but I was engaged to my high school sweetheart who joined the military. And um, we were separated for those two years that we were engaged that I was getting my associate's degree. He came home Friday night. We got married Saturday. We left. He left Sunday and I went to join him the following Friday. Wow. So um, 10 years, well, not 10 years later, but from my high school graduation in 1985, it took me 10 years to get that associate's or excuse me, that bachelor's degree in occupational therapy. Wow. I realized going into business that you sit in offices and you don't get to talk to a lot of people. And as I was working in banks and small businesses, I thought I really like the numbers and I really like the statistics and and manipulating the, you know, the numbers and figuring out the, the finances. But I need people. I need to talk to people. Right. So um, met a friend, um, decided to change my major, was in psychology, met a friend in a psychology class who told me about occupational therapy. And of course, I had the standard question, do you help people get jobs? Mm -hmm, And of course, we don't. Well, we can, but that's not why. Well, you do as a practice owner. I do. Yes, yes, yes. But not in that respect. It's not occupation. Yes, yes. So um, looked into it a little bit more and fell in love with hand therapy and thought, I'm going to be a certified hand therapist. Mm. So that's why I got into OT. And, um, and it's funny, my whole life up to that point, I did not have children. I didn't like babysitting. I didn't really like being around children and God had different plans for me. He just kept laughing every time I made, I made plans. Um, my level two field work at Siskin rehab hospital in Chattanooga was, um, was my peds rotation. And I fell in love with those kids. Absolutely head over heels in love with them. 
changed my career path, was not going to be a CHT, wanted to work in peds, um, couldn't wait to start having my own children. I've got two beautiful children. And um, it, you could almost say the rest is history. I oh. I worked in home health for one year, the first year that I was an OT. But even there, I saw the zero to three population. And um, the next year, I got a job in the school system, worked there nine years. We, My husband retired from the military. We moved to Florida. Um, it took me about two years after moving here before I started my own therapy practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I did that while I was homeschooling. So I was just helping other homeschool families with things like handwriting and sensory processing and things like that. And it has grown into a beautiful practice now that I'm very proud of. Wow. And I love, absolutely love what we are able to help families with. This is why I love to hear people's story. One of the things that I do, you know, I live in IRB. And uh, as I'm walking the beach, and I look at each home, I'm always like, what's the story behind mm -hmm. that place? Like, and, and I've known you now for three and a half years. Yeah. And I didn't know those parts of the story. I didn't know that you were going to go the accounting route. Yeah. It kind of makes sense now of everything that has kind of happened now, right? It makes a little yeah. sense now. Uh, I didn't know that you were in Chattanooga. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. uh, I did not know. I just thought that you always wanted to work with kids and you're just like all about the kids. And I know that you were going to be a CHT. I also uh, have like, my story is, yes, I've been an outpatient for the most of my mm -hmm. life, but did you know what I was going to do? My first job. Was it tennis? Peds. Oh, are you serious? Mm -hmm. You were going to do peds. You yeah, would have been awesome. Because I, uh, my, my first, my, this was my second to last internship, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like the full internship. You know, how you mm -hmm. do this, the six yep. to 12 week ones. Yeah. Okay. This was like a mini one. Mm -hmm. And I got to go to a Pete's clinic in plantation, Florida, mm -hmm. and there were no men. Mm -hmm. So I went to this yep. clinic and I was working with these twin boys <laughs> that had down syndrome and, you know, we're working with a bunch of other kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But these kids were just gravitating towards me so much right. and even the therapist i didn't know what the heck i was doing but the therapists there were like we need you here yeah because and i realized that there's not a lot of men in peds there's not and so it's so interesting because my path i was i got an offer to work with them mm -hmm. and i nearly took it and then i ended up going the ortho direction oh wow and so yeah peds was nearly so going to be my path yeah, yeah. It's pretty well. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. All right. So now you have this uh, this clinic, and the clinic is sensible, right? Sense able brain. Sense able yes. brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you started a clinic when? Officially in 2010. 2010. I was doing kind of the side jobs as a homeschool mom earlier than that, but 2010 is when it officially started. Okay. So take me through kind of the the genesis of that. You started a clinic in 2010. Today, you have, you know, quite a few employees and mm -hmm. you have people helping you in this process yeah. and and you're dealing with all the ups and downs of practice ownership and all the yeah. other stuff. Yeah. So how right. long was it from 2010 to where you actually weren't doing it all by yourself, but then you started having people help you? And then I remember mm -hmm. when I first found out about you, mm -hmm. I found out you went into one of my programs mm -hmm. and my wife saw the name and she was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, great, great, great. I know this person. Oh my gosh, she's like so big on the homeschool things. Oh, she's so so she thought you were a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you're so lucky. I was like, 
I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, you know, so anyways, so I thought you were just such a big deal. So so how did that work from 2010 to, to 2020? Can you kind of bring me through that journey? Yes. Uh, 2010, I just decided to, you know, actually make it a real business. So mm -hmm. I went to the accountant. He helped me incorporate. And um, I started doing classes at homeschool co-ops. And so I was doing groups and classes there. Um, when did I stop? doing all the work myself, um, I'm ashamed to say it took me way longer than it should have. Tell the truth. Get, How long uh, has it been? Come on, we want to hear it. <clears throat> well, I didn't stop seeing clients until December. Mm. I, I surrendered my last client in December. I was reducing my schedule. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's my true love. I yeah. love working with them and I love talking to the moms and the dads and and just helping the whole family find harmony yeah. and peace and and come together. Um, but I couldn't do, I couldn't, our waiting list was growing and growing and there was no way I was going to be able to see all of them. Wow. So I had to step back from being in the treatment room and actually be the business owner, be the boss and hire people and train them to do what I knew we were doing so that we could help more families. When did and that first start? That first started in 2015. I hired okay. my first therapist in 2015, and I currently have five therapists working for me right now and okay. one admin. Um, my daughter was my original admin when I got my first um, office space, clinic right. space. That was in 2015 as well. So I got the clinic space. It was 900 square feet, mm -hmm. and I hired a, uh, an OT to work for me part-time while okay. I was there. Can we talk a little bit more about that transition of you doing everything to bringing somebody else in? Because, Kim, the reality is that 90% of business owners in the therapy world, whether it's occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, they stay solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. And they're never able to make that transition. And you touched on it, you know. The reality is that you love kids and you love working with them, mm -hmm. right? And I love being with patients as well. But then there comes this tipping point. Yeah. And I think so many people feel this. They feel the tipping point. They mm -hmm. feel it, but they can't jump over it. Right. And then when they do jump over it, it isn't like roses and tulips, right? Mm -hmm. It's tough. So can you talk about what you felt before? You actually did it. And what, you know, you said, yes. yes, I wanted to work on the business instead of in the business, but is that really what, you, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. can you talk about that? Because yes. I just feel like we don't talk about that enough. Yes. Uh, sheer terror mm -hmm. that the person that I hired would not implement the therapy the way that I wanted them to. Right. Um, how do I create a training program for them? I'm, I just hired another therapist and I'm still perfecting the training program. Right. And um, what if the families don't accept the new therapist? Yeah. You know, what if everybody leaves because they're, it's not me anymore? Because as you said, Carrie recognized my name. My, I know that my name carried some weight right. in the homeschool community, in the special needs community. Um, and, and I appreciate that. And I don't take that lightly. But um, it, it, I had to get the help. There was no way I was going to be able to do it. Um, and then you start worrying about what are the legalities? I know nothing about hiring somebody. What questions do I ask in an interview? How much can I afford to pay them? I have no idea. I didn't have the numbers. Right. I w at that time, I was tracking no numbers. Mm, wow. So there, there are so many pieces to it. And 
I, yeah, I, I just feel like sometimes we sensationalize it and make it sound like, yeah, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Just grow your business, leverage your business, hire people, this, that, but there's, it's so scary. It's so scary. It is incredibly you know? scary. And you're right. Just saying, just grow your business is one. It sounds like one command, but it, there are really so many micro steps mm-hmm. along the way to do that. Right. And we're not trained to be business owners. Right. We're trained to be clinicians. Right. Right. We're trained to practice on people. We're not trained to right. get more people to practice on right. and get more people to help us practice on the people. Yes. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. That's th- thank you for being open with that. Yeah. Because I just know that for myself, mm-hmm. when I made that first hire, mm-hmm. I did not know what the heck I was doing. Right. And I remember one of my first hires, I had to let go. And I didn't know that process, but you kind of just had to figure it out along the way, right? Right. And I know one of the things you said is you didn't know how much to pay. You didn't know what you could charge. You didn't know your numbers. No. And that kind of fast forwards to (laughs) now, you know, let's, before we talk about TheraPilot and how you help therapists that Mm -hmm. have businesses know their numbers, can you tell us the pain that you were experiencing not knowing your numbers. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, my first um, hire was another OTR. And uh, looking back now at my numbers, I can tell you I was losing money with every client she saw because I overpaid her. Mm. And I kept her for years because I didn't know any better. Um, And I'm almost ashamed to say I wasn't tracking my numbers because I have an accounting background and a small business background. But I, in my mind, I had shifted my identity to therapist and even as a business owner with this practice, I, I did not assume that mindset of business owner. So I was not tracking my numbers. And 2020 came, COVID hit. We closed for six weeks and I struggled to keep the business open three different times from June, well, March when we closed, but June when it really, you know, we tried to go back and mm-hmm. our numbers were down. People weren't coming back because everybody was scared. Um, I struggled to keep our doors open. Mm. I really did. God bless my husband. He has never required me to bring in money from this practice, from this business. Um, I used to even jokingly say that Sensable Brain was um, a mission masquerading as a business, Mm. that it was not a real business. I would tell people that. It's not a real business. I didn't pay myself for the first six years. Oh. I'm happy to say I'm paying myself now, and I'm paying myself very well right now. Kim, most people don't. I know. Most people don't. I know. I'm hearing it from the ones that I'm talking to. Right, right. They don't know how. And they, and again, how much am I allowed to take out of this business? How much can I afford to take out of this mm-hmm. business? So when you, so let, let's let's hit on that. You did not pay yourself for six years? Right. Okay. So do you believe the reason why you didn't pay yourself is because of just lack of understanding like your numbers and you mm-hmm. just didn't have that confidence was that it or was it I should only get the leftovers I think it was a little bit of both I think more it was I don't understand my numbers and I don't understand how much I'm allowed mm-hmm. I, I felt like somebody should be telling me how much I'm allowed to take out mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah I I hear that I hear that so much from yeah. people. I personally think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think over time, because business is hard. 
Yeah. And I think over time, it creates so much resentment because mm-hmm. you're like, I'm doing all this work yeah. and I'm always last and I'm not even getting paid for this. And even if it is a mission, it's like, like we want to get some type of reward for right. the work that we're doing. Right. right. So, yeah, no, that's interesting that you say that. All right. So. So that was your problem. Okay. So right. then you kind of created a solution around it for yes. yourself. So tell me yes. what you did. Yes. So um, spreadsheets, which is so funny because my my husband is a pilot, retired from the military, mm-hmm. special ops helicopter pilot. My son is a computer engineer. And they both kept saying, you need to be tracking something and we can show you how to use spreadsheets. And I fought them tooth and nail. And then when I almost lost the practice three different times in 2020, I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So they got me started with some spreadsheets. Well, technically, I had bought some spreadsheets from another person that you mm-hmm. you were on his podcast many, many years ago. That was okay. the first time I was introduced to you. Um, but I had bought his spreadsheets, and I so I got those back out. And I, yeah. my son and my husband were helping me with them. And I kind of just took them, and, and once I realized the magic, yeah. it was like, oh, I'm combining my love of numbers right. and money and statistics and therapy. And oh my gosh, like I've got goosebumps. Yeah, 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 it yeah, excites yeah. me so much that this is powerful. Knowing your numbers is empowering right, because yeah. now you're not guessing about anything right. and you're not accidentally driving your your business into the ground. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, I took these spreadsheets and ran with them and was just using them myself. And then Mary and Raina and I formed our mm-hmm. little partnership and we had our retreat last year. And one of the things that we gave the other business owners at our retreat were um, a copy, a condensed copy of my spreadsheets. Mm. Um a simplified, more simplified copy. It doesn't track everything that I was tracking at the time. And they were kind of blown away with them. So we do this implementation portion of introducing the spreadsheets. Um, and we're showing them where to get their numbers and where to put the numbers in there. And they create the graphs. You know, they all, the spreadsheets automatically create the graphs so they can watch how their numbers are trending. And and I'm, I'm showing them, okay, so you see where this number is kind of dipping down here? This means you need to watch this. And if this happens, then you probably need to make a decision, either this or this. Right. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so empowering. I feel like I can make decisions in right. my business now and know that I'm going to be able to stay open and continue to help people. So if you struggle to make decisions, it's because you don't have the right data. Right. You don't have right. the numbers right. that allows you to make the decision. Right. Earlier today, I had a meeting with someone mm-hmm. in this room. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said to, uh, as a team member, I said, you know, for me, I used to make emotional decisions, mm-hmm. right? And so my heart is always leading me. And that's a good thing in right. many ways. For business, right. it's bad. It can be very bad, right? Yeah. So I would want to keep someone because my heart right. cared for that person and their family or this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to let go of somebody because my heart is saying, gosh, you're terrible for me, right? But now I am finding that I'm able to grow my different missions if I can put away the emotions and I can just look at the numbers and say, hey, this is the right decision to make. Yes, it's time for us to add someone. It's time for us to grow in this area. It's time. Yes. Okay. It is now time for us to get that piece of equipment. Yeah. Okay. We can. The, the, the numbers don't lie. So right. that's amazing right. that you that you were able to do that. So 
You started doing that, and then now you had power to pay yourself. Yes. And um, it seems like you feel like you have more control over your business. It seems like it's almost like uh, like you are now the pilot, I, and you've got your cockpit. That's exactly the way it feels. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've got the cockpit in front of me. Yeah. I am the pilot, and we are taking off. We are wow. we're doing amazing, um, and not just financially. I mean, it's 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 rewarding to see the financial benefits, and I'm able to pay my team well mm -hmm. and buy the equipment. We've got equipment that other clinics in this area don't have because mm. we're we're a, a little more alternative. Um, but the the bigger thing is I see the number of families that we're able to help right. because I'm not scared to buy that equipment and market it and say, we can help you with this. And I'm not scared to hire this therapist and say, I know I can pay you this much right. and I can guarantee this for you because I know my numbers. Right. It creates so much more clarity. Yes. It creates so much more confidence. Yes. And when your therapist can see that you're confident, then it helps to exude confidence to them. Yes. Uh, it helps at your decision-making. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how understanding business actually allows you to treat and help mm -hmm. these kids and their families so much yes. more. Yeah. It's really awesome. All right. Well, so and let's... I think my therapists feel security in that as well. Right. That I'm, right. And, yeah. and I show, I've got a spreadsheet that shows them, this is what I'm paying you. Right. This is, you know, the taxes I'm paying for you working here. And, mm. you know, and this is the revenue that I make off of the, the average um, visit right. reimbursement. And so I'm transparent because I've got it all right in front of me. And I'm like, right. I'm not keeping all of it. Like I'm giving you a lot of what right. you're creating here. Kim, I think one of the biggest things uh, that I believe has helped me in my businesses is the transparency yeah. of numbers. Yeah. Because most therapists, and not even just therapists, this just could be employees, team members, et cetera, they believe that you're making money and you're running with all of it yeah. and you're leaving the pennies left for them. And right. so I, I don't know. I have found that the more transparent I can be with my numbers, just the more ease it puts everybody at yep. to actually do their job. And let's not have to worry about that here. Th th this is everything. I agree. This is what we got. Yep. And, you know, and by the way, there is profit, but we're going to use the profit. Yeah. Th this is what at least I tell people. Uh, number <clears throat> one is that I'm the entrepreneur mm -hmm. and you're either the entrepreneur or the employee. Right. And the entrepreneur is the one that owns and operates the business, but I do so at a higher financial risk. Mm -hmm. I do because I'm the one risking everything. That's right? what I say. Right. Similar. And so because of that, there's going to be uh, a higher level of compensation because I'm the one that is doing the investing. Nobody right. else has to do the investing from a monetary currency standpoint. Right. right? And my business is you're either an entrepreneur or you're an employee. Mm -hmm. So an entrepreneur, I expect you to take full ownership and operate a portion of the business but you're not having to do so at a high financial risk, right? Mm -hmm. So there, you'll see there's profits, yeah. and in the profits, we're using some of that for growth of the mission. Mm -hmm. We're gonna use some of that to be able to disperse to um, other things that we feel led right. to disperse. That could be our community, church, this, mm -hmm. that, but da 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 veterans, mm -hmm. okay? And then um, we're using some of it for us to distribute. And the person that's obviously going to get the most of distribution is me. Right, right. But I'm going to share some with you all as well. Right. And I don't have money issues yeah. with people. Same. And I think it's because yeah. of the numbers. All right. So yeah. so can you kind of give me a little bit more about therapy? Like, what are some of the things that it tracks for right. people? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, 
we're tracking more now because when I gave these um, spreadsheets to the attendees to our retreat last mm-hmm. November, um, got great feedback from them and got a lot of encouragement to sell them. Okay. So I did a beta group and mm-hmm. sold, um, I think it was 10 or 11 of the spreadsheets and I've been getting feedback from them. Okay. So my husband and I have actually kind of combined our efforts and we are working together to upgrade them. So we are tracking the basics right now, like profit and loss expenses. Um, there's a budget on there and the budget calculates your quarterly, um, income and expenses. And then it's got itemized expenses and there are markers there that, that kind of flag it. If it's Mm. more than the percentage of the revenue that it should be like, there's, there's your target. And then there's your, this is allowable up to here. Like, you know, rent, you should shoot for 4% of your revenue, but you can go up to 10%. If you're above 10%, find a new place to do your business right. or increase your revenue. Okay, like, so these you have the markers mm-hmm. in there for different ones. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, um, and we're just tracking things like um, clinic productivity, cancellations, um, average revenue per visit. Uh, we just created a sheet for individual con- clinician productivity per payer. So mm-hmm. if you, I'm, I don't happen to be in network with any insurance companies, okay. but um, for the ones that are, and they want to track per pay, they don't have to track per payer, but if they want to know what each clinician is bringing in from each payer source, they can do that. It's oh. all on one sheet. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. That's what everybody needs. Like they need that. Yeah. So here's my question to you. You have a pediatric occupational therapy center. Yeah. Can this work for other disciplines? Yes. And have you had other disciplines kind of go through it? Or is it like mainly, hey, this is geared towards pediatric OT clinics? No, it it can work for any, it will work for any therapy practice. Okay. It will work for any mental health, PT, OT. Um, It will work for other therapy businesses, Mm -hmm. like online businesses. You just probably don't need the productivity portions of it for the, the clinicians and things like that. Um, but there is there, we are also tracking referral sources and things like that. So it will work for a variety of businesses, probably works best for a therapy practice, right? but it will work for a variety. So can I tell you something that I'm doing with my online business? Sure. So for my online businesses, for the clinics, Mm -hmm. I would track, um, you know, visits per evaluation Mm -hmm. and the net revenue per visit. So what I do for my online businesses now that I've got a bunch of employees is I track revenue per employee. Mm-hmm. So if my revenue for today is 10000 and I've got 20 employees, I'm making $500 in revenue per employee. Right. So it kind of lets me know, all right, what's the average that I'm paying? Yeah. Okay. Like I should be above that number right. every day on average of what I'm paying an employee here. So uh, that's, you can, you can add that. I was going to say that, mental gonna, note, yeah, add that. Add that. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, okay. That's really awesome. Yeah. You want to know what I love? I just love the fact that we live in a world where we're in this online education space and it allows us to take the problems that we have. The Bible talks about, you know, King Solomon, who is the wisest man in the Bible, happens to be the wealthiest man in the Bible as well. 
And he was the Jeff Bezos of the biblical times, right? <laughs> and so it's just so amazing because wisdom is when we accumulate knowledge with experiences mm -hmm. and how you can have a problem that you had for many years yeah. and being very timid with making decisions. And the majority of that was because of not understanding your right. finances. Find a solution to the problem. But then not just find a solution for yourself. Realize that I'm not the only one. Right. And now you say, you know what? I'm going to help others with that. Mm -hmm. But then the beautiful thing that you did is you said, okay, I'm going to help people. I'm going to give this out. Mm -hmm. And then people give you feedback. And right. you, you said earlier, I ran a beta. Mm -hmm. And then you're just getting feedback. Right. And you're making it better. And you're making it better. And you're making it better. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that it really should be done. Now, one more question before we finish the podcast. Okay. So did you find it hard to put it out initially? Or was it a, like, was that not an issue? I think um, physically hard, like mm -hmm. to, uh, to share it with people. Not really. I think emotionally. I think my mindset was still, this, this is so easy. Anybody can do this. Why mm. would anybody need this? And it's... I've just, I keep hearing like people are saying like, oh my gosh, I could never have made this on my own and would never have known how to create these graphs to, you know, give me the the trends and, and wouldn't know what to put in here. So I think my mindset, because I had been working on it for so many years, it had become easy for me. Right. And so I felt like it's kind of like therapy. It's easy for me to tell a parent what to do, but for the parent, it's not that easy. Right. So I've had to shift my mindset and say... These amazing therapy practice owners are so incredibly brave and smart, but that doesn't mean that they know how to create a spreadsheet right. that can give them this information. You want to know what ease tells me when I feel like it's easy for me. I've now reshifted that in my mind to say, oh, that usually means that I'm at expert level in right. this area. Right. So now I look at ease as, oh, wow, that means I'm qualified mm -hmm. to actually share it, understanding that it's right. not easy for everybody. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm getting to. Yeah. 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 Yes. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, a couple things. Where can people find you? And where can they find these spreadsheets? Ah, the spreadsheets are at our website, therapilot.com. Okay. It's T-H-E-R-A-P-I-L-O-T.com. Um, and finding me, I'm on Facebook, Kim Hazelton. I'm on Instagram. I think it's Kim Hazelton. I used to have OT on it. I can't remember if I do now. Okay. Um, and that's basically where I am right now. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I want to say something before we finish the podcast. Okay. I want to honor you uh, for a few different, you know, reasons. Um, you know, on our calls, so just to let you all know, Kim is actually in one of my higher level programs. And uh, just the other day on our call, we were talking about personal brand. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if a lot of our people on the call, like, are, are focused on their personal brand yet. Mm -hmm. But and you might not even think you're focused on your personal brand, but I got to tell you something. Your personal brand is who you have been showing yourself as for the last three and a half years that I've known you. Okay. And what I can tell you is that you, I, I love the fact that you, you honor Christ. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you bring positivity consistently. Not when something, just one thing great is happening. You always bring positivity. And I have watched that for quite a few years now. That can be sometimes through your dancing. Sometimes that <laughs> can be bathroom. through in, in the bathroom. Sometimes that can be by you showing a picture 
of a, like the beach in Dunedin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, I've really, I don't think I've ever seen um, you portray anything that's not of value. And so that means a lot. Now, with that said, I know a lot of people. I've had lots of customers, uh, over 3,800 to be around about. It's over 3,800 at this point, close to 4,000. But there's only two people that I've ever let touch my family. And you are one of them. Uh -huh. And and the only reason why that's the case is because of who you portray yourself as. And knowing that person now mm -hmm. in person, I know that, that the person that you are online is exactly who you <laughs> are in person. And I just want to say thank you because, because my family is very protect, very protective and very private. And they know that at this point, there's a lot of people that come in. They come in for the wrong reasons yeah. and they're coming to get something. Uh, and you were actually you were actually the first person ever. Wow. You were the first client ever to touch any of my family. Wow. So I'm that's honored. how much we think of you. Yeah, wow. that's how Thank we think you of so you. much. So You're we appreciate me cry. <laughs> it. Well, it really is, it really is true. And um, and so if you guys are listening to the podcast, like whatever she has, <laughs> I I like uh, look, I mean. She she's a numbers she's a numbers geek okay she's a roller coaster geek and she's a numbers geek so I would get it but I would tell you and the reason why I would recommend this is because I just trust you I trust you. you and I trust how you are and how you do with people and I thank you for just being Kim so thank, thank you, you so much. much all right it's Jesus in me it's yes not me. yes amen amen thank you guys for listening. <laughs>